like having hobbies the outside fitness and I remember I was on a date with someone and they were like so like what are your hobbies and I was like I actually don't have any (laughs) fitness used to be my hobby but now it's kind of my job yeah Yeah. so outside of that I don't know I just like eat I guess (laughs) yeah Yeah. and sleep yeah and then repeat yeah um but yeah is that yeah, I just started recording because I just, like, throw people on the deep Yeah, end. fair enough. But I thought it was a really cool topic to start on is, like, I was just talking to Tara before I press record was, like, talking about, and I'll introduce Tara in a <laughs> second, talking about, like, having space mm. in your day because I think we are so conditioned to just fill our time. Like, we're so mm. conditioned to go to school, you know, go to uni, get a job, work nine to five. Um, and then that's like your t- your your schedule and you have, you know, a couple of hours in the morning maybe to go train or in the afternoon to go train. Um, and then the weekends are off and, you know, you can do whatever you want on the weekends, whether it's like you feel like doing nothing or you feel like going on an adventure and doing activities. But there's just so much space. Like when you have an online business and, and Tara, you would have noticed this as well because you've transitioned more online now and you're less face-to-face. It's just the amount of space that you have. And it's like your automatic instinct, it's so funny, is to fill that space. Yeah. And it's like, but we created an online online business to create more space and more freedom. A hundred percent. And then we want to go and fill it. So it's like, I was speaking to my mentor actually this morning being like, what do you do with your day? Like, I just, I don't know what to do with myself. Like I just, yeah. I just, I train and I create content and I do my calls if I have any. And then that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking about that the other day too because, I mean, both of us have come back from like being overseas and traveling and somehow I managed to fill my day when when I'm away Mm. um, and there's so much to do and then you get back to sort of where you're living and all of a sudden there's all this space and you're like, I actually don't know what to do with this time. And and for so long working face-to-face or before I was doing fitness entirely full-time, I was always working – a full-time job and then doing this on the side so I was always so busy um and struggling to find any space and then when you then transition to doing it full-time exactly that you trying to fill it up and I remember when we started the mentorship that was a question that several of us asked was sort of how do you structure your day how do we like make this feel like it's a nine to five work day and sort of be productive um but then when I came back from Europe I was just sort of very content to not fill that Mm. time and for about the three weeks that I've been home I was just happy to just just chill and just enjoy the space that Mm -hmm. I'd created and then probably only two days ago did something switch I don't know if I was just really well caffeinated (laughs) like really (laughs) optimally caffeinated Um, and then all of a sudden I just had this big spark of inspiration Inspiration. and then it made me want to get going again and so I think sometimes you just have to ride the wave of just feeling a bit not even necessarily meh because it's not a bad you don't feel bad not necessarily doing anything but you're just content with where you're at and then ride that wave enjoy just being content and then all of a sudden the inspiration comes back and then you want to get going again because otherwise you can't go 100 miles an hour forever yeah totally and it's almost like it's almost like guilt yeah it's almost like I should be busy 
Yeah. And it's like, we're conditioned that way though. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, actually, like you can take time, you can take space and, and that space, like it sparks creativity. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely, I know and feel like I'm more creative when there is more space because you're not on autopilot and your brain isn't filled up with like all the other things that you have to do. Mm. And you can just like be. Yeah. I think too, if you're not surrounded by lots of other coaches so all of my none of my close friends or people in my sort of close proximity circles work in this space so they're all working nine to five jobs or they're at uni studying and then working part-time so nobody else's life necessarily looks like it Mm. so then when you do have the space there's no one there to necessarily enjoy it with you (laughs) um so then you also have to get good at, you know, self-motivating to, to do the things or just being comfortable enjoying your own alone time and space yeah. too, which again helps with the creativity because I think when you're especially face-to-face coaching, but even online, depending on the type of level that you're coaching at, it takes so much energy to be super present with your clients mm. and you're constantly on. And then especially if you're doing back-to-back calls and you get no rest and you're you know operating at a really high level of thinking Mm. it's so exhausting (laughs) and so when I was doing especially more face-to-face stuff and it was just back-to-back for hours and then I would have you know a couple hours in the middle of the day before I then went back and started doing it all again in the afternoon I had to have that space of literally just doing nothing whether that was just like eating chilling reading a book watching tv um it was just nothing because I'm like I need to just like ooze out other people's energy for a few hours Mm. um but then yeah now that space has gotten even bigger I'm like okay (laughs) I'm kind of craving other people's you know time and energy and just to get that momentum going um so it's just I think it's just figuring out what that balance is yeah the joys of being an online coach I think because yes it is isolating it can be isolating when you're online and then it is finding that balance between that face-to-face and that online and like COVID of course we had to all like really pivot and Mm. online was such a big thing and I'm so grateful that I had like the AWPT community online because if there were like if you're not in if you're an online coach and you're not in a group of other online coaches or other people or even just another group, like socially, even if it is online, like it is so isolating. Yeah. And so that's why I think like group programs and things are so important because it's like you come together with a group of like-minded people and you connect and connection, human connection is so important. Um, and that's why, you know, a lot of your face-to-face clients, they will love that like human connection, but then also like when you have online and there's not that as much close connection, it's like, how can you create that connection? Yeah. And like even creating a group program where you do a weekly call, I think is like something really cool that online coaches can implement is like have all your clients that are online with you in like a group weekly call to connect yeah as well I think um yeah it's just super interesting like the way that everything is going and you know you were saying before your friends aren't doing the same thing and it's hard yeah like it's so hard to like navigate a different path because we have been conditioned on this path of like like I've never done a nine to five I can say that yeah like I've never wanted that I've I went straight to uni and I was 
the same thing I'm pretty much doing now with studying, training, um, eating, yep. and sleeping. Like, it's, a <laughs> yep. job, it's like my job now, except it's, well, it's the same really. Like, I'm still learning, I'm still training, I'm still like coaching or yep. I'm still like working and sleeping, obviously, yeah. and eating. Yeah, yep. of course. So, yeah, it's funny, but it's just, it, it's just funny how it looks different, but like, that's mm. kind of like, you, you kind of stay in your comfort zone. And I think, travel as well like is so eye-opening and that brings you inspiration too so like Mm. you know you can have inspiration just when you have that space like on the couch but then you you, other people might have inspiration when they're out in the world like traveling and doing all that stuff yeah have you done your human design no have you read that no we'll do that that later yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see yours because i did just cinders the other day yeah um one of our other mentorship girls in the group was she in your group yeah yeah Yeah. and um it was just so interesting like we were just like oh my god what is it human design is like your the way you're supposed to live and it's based off like four different principles but like I, I can't remember which one exactly. It's like astrology and like, oh, yeah. so it's like sciencey, but also spiritual. Yeah. Um, and it just like, it they call it an experiment because it's not like this is like it. Yet. Yeah. They're still experimenting, obviously, on lots of people, but it's crazy how accurate it is. And the people I've done it on, it's like, this is me. This is how I am. And it also gives you validation of like, oh, like I know that about myself, but I have been conditioned. Mm. All right, so we're back. We just needed to change some batteries there. But we're talking about show. human design, um, yeah, it just gives you validation because we've been conditioned a certain way and to have a certain life. Um, it it kind of gives you permission to actually do what you feel and like do the things that you know you do and you want to do and follow your light and what lights you up and how you're meant to be and what your purpose is. Mm. Um, yeah, like we could go into it like I'm not an expert on it but I did do like a course um just knowing like the different energy types or how you get your Mm. energy like there's manifestors there's generators and manifesting generators projectors and Mm -hmm. reflectors and each have like a different energy type and each have like a different way in the world what they're supposed to do I would be interested to look yours up I don't have my phone on me but um I reckon you could be a manifesting generator. Yeah, I'm, I want to find out what I am. <laughs> the last thing I looked up was attachment style die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was talking with, that, um, with a friend about that this morning. But um, even just in terms of the whole um, getting, you know, validation about, you know, why you, you feel called to do the, the things that you want to do. It's, it's so interesting because I think, as you said, we've, so many people have been conditioned to go down a certain path and I know I definitely was I was working full-time in social media management um up until just over a year ago and that's what I studied at uni and all of that kind of stuff and actually when I was in Europe I got offered a full-time job back in social media management mm-hmm. and I went through this whole existential crisis <laughs> about because yeah. I hadn't initially applied for it if someone had reached out to me um and asked if I'd be interested in the role so I was like oh just do it for interview practice kind of thing yeah. Um, and just sort of see what comes up with it. And then, um, yeah, I went through this whole existential crisis about what do I actually want to do because so many people in my life are like, oh, just go 
go back into the social media management. Just like try it for a year. Mm. Um, see how you go. Um, you might find you like it again and stuff like that. And it took so much within me to be like, you know what? I'm actually really happy doing mm. what I'm doing. Mm. Um, and while it's not necessarily, you know, the same path that friends or family had gone down, yeah. I'm so passionate about helping the women that I do. And even if I were to go back into the full-time role, I wouldn't want to give up what I'm doing, which I think says yeah. so much about how happy I'm, I am doing the coaching that I'm doing. Yeah. And so what's the point? <laughs> yeah. And like with, with like different energy types as well, it's like, and all of them really, it's like what lights you up? Yeah. Like th- that feeling of like, yes or no, it's just, it's so cool. So you have to put in like all your details there, like your birthday and, and your time and your place and everything like that. So while Tara does that, <laughs> Yes, like I get it's like a little bit spiritual. It's not maybe scientific. You could say maybe astrology is scientific. But it's um, fun. Yeah, it's fun. And, you know, it also tells you a lot about like the way you make decisions. And like I am quite like I changed my mind a lot. And I thought that was a bad trait and a bad quality in me. And, you know, I've been called like indecisive and things like that. But what it was, it was like I make decisions like well, I'm meant to make decisions after and when I'm in a neutral space. So not when I'm high and excited on emotions, not when I'm low on emotions because I might say yes to something when I'm super high and then later on I'll be like, oh, why did I say yes to that? I don't want to go. Or I might say like no to something um, when I'm really low and like later on I'm like, fuck, like I wish I did that kind of thing. And it's just, it just, you know, it, it said make your decisions, like train the people around you and it's actually okay for you to say, can I get back to you? And then go away, get neutral because we have, we all have these emotional waves. All of us have like different emotional waves. Um, But if you make that decision when you're like on the wave, like on the peak or or on the trough, then it, it won't resonate. So it's like, go away, make it from your gut. Like, this is my type. Like some people is like their instinct they should listen mm-hmm. to. And some people is like, you know, the voice in their head and things like that. So let's take a look with what you've got. You were right about the manifesting oh, generator. <laughs> see, see how accurate it is. So she's a manifesting generator, which you have like a lot of manifesting energy. So you a multi-passionate basically Mm, yeah so you like to do a lot of things and it's like manifestors are people who start a lot of things but don't finish them necessarily and generators are more like the workhorse that like get things done and they become masters of their craft so you've got like we're the same we're the same (laughs) so like it's like you'll do a lot of things but you'll also like yeah work at it yeah yeah. So that's that's really cool. And then, you know, your strategy is kind of like, you know, the way that you're meant to respond. Like yours is to respond. Mm-hmm. So that kind of means like you don't actually have to go out and make anything happen. The things will come to you and you'll either say yes or no mm-hmm. to them. Interesting. So like you might have an opportunity and you're like, like the social media, let's say, where you're yeah. like, I don't feel it in my body as like a full body yes. Yeah. Whereas like the coaching, you're like, yes, this is what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. Um, and you respond to things in your external environment as either yes or no. Yeah. Um, you also have your authorities from your solar plexus, 
Um, let's have a look at this. Yeah, so solar plexus. Um, so that's emotional. So that's, again, the same. And that's like, you know, with manifesting generators, like I kind of resonate. <laughs> oh, my God, your profile is the exact same as mine. Oh, really? <laughs> oh my God. Um, sorry. I don't know if anyone finds this interesting, <laughs> but I freaking love it. So um, with the solar plexus, like you're emotional. So you best make your decisions like from your emotions and things that you desire. Yep. And just looking at your chart here, you have a... Um, so that's subtle. That's a build-up emotional wave. So your emotional wave, and I don't know whether this resonates or not, but it'd be interesting to see, yeah. is like with your emotions they build and build and build and build and then there's something and then maybe you'll just like drop kind of mm -hmm. thing yeah. rather than like having like these spontaneous highs and lows you're just yeah. kind of very much like build 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 bottle and then yep. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> sweet um so that's really cool so as well like with that you're the same as me is like you need to wait till you're like a little bit more neutral to make a decision yeah um and make it from your gut from your gut feeling and from your solar plexus um split definition again so that means you just have two distinct voices inside you which just means you take a little bit more time to process yeah things um so your profile is the exemplary human oh. which is the <laughs> same as mine you're the <laughs> six two so there's two numbers here with the profile so there's the six and there's the two and the six is um there's there's different like they're called trigrams and they're, they're different like profiles so there's there's six and you pair them mm -hmm. and the first number in that is like how you see yourself and the second number in that is how you how the world perceives you right so it's like the sun moon and rising yeah yeah and like astrology. Ast astrology and star signs and things like that so um the six is i wish i had my notes with me for this the six is um one second. Oh, they didn't give anything. Actually, I have it on my phone. Um, the six is the. I'm just trying to remember off the off um off my head now. Um, I'll have to come back to that. And then the two is the hermit. So people see you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm nodding my head. I'm like. <laughs> yeah like that's probably, probably like why we do yeah. our online coaching right because yeah. like yeah this so other people see you as like the hermit which doesn't necessarily mean that you're like antisocial or anything but you just like your own space and you like um to be like with yourself yeah. and also as well with that is you're very naturally gifted. Oh, the six is the role model. So you mm. see yourself as a role model and you you don't necessarily have to be uh, someone who goes out and has to find information from other places. You have innate wisdom in you mm -hmm. um, and you, yeah, you're, you're meant to, you were born to be like that role model. And then the other side is the hermit as well. So the hermit is like the naturally gifted person. So people see you as naturally gifted um, and you have this this authority that you were just kind of yeah. kind of born with as well. And so you're – and the only reason that I know this like so well off my heart is because it's <laughs> mine. Like if it was something else, I wouldn't be going, going into yeah. this depth. But um, – your role and your purpose is to become the person and to become the human or the adult that you needed as a child. 
Interesting. Yeah. So you're meant to become the exemplary human and the example and people will just naturally come to you based off like you being that type of person and that type of leader. Yeah. Which is so interesting because I remember you saying during the mentorship as well is that as coaches so often our goal is to become the kind of coach that either like we wish we had or Mm. the our ideal clients are who we were when we started Mm. training so if you were like really really sporty and you got into gym or training because you were wanting sort of uh, improve your performance for you know the sport that you were doing then maybe you decide that you want to become a performance coach Mm. um, or a specific sporting coach versus like with me I was not um, sporty or athletic at all as a kid Mm. um, and then got into training because um, I just wanted to be fit and toned and like the classic kind of like teenage girl kind of thing. Um, And then that's who my ideal client is now is people like girls that are new to the gym and Mm -hmm. super intimidated and like anxious about it and are just looking for a bit of, inspiration and um, motivation and sort of help there which is yeah so interesting that that also comes up I know I remember saying that and I think that was before I even did any of this like I said that before I even knew that innate wisdom Uh, exactly (laughs) you know what I mean so yeah like it's super cool to so when we're living in our design that's like how we're meant to be kind of thing and I like I totally resonate with that like I want to be like as a leader, a good example for my clients. So like, you know, I go to the gym and I train, I consistently do that. I eat well, I take care of myself. I invest in my own personal development so that I can become a better mentor for uh, my clients as well. And like, you're doing the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is, is perfect. Um, There are some other things here, like the main one I just wanted to, if anyone else is interested, the main ones I just wanted to go on, like your energy type is one of the main ones, but then also your theme, like your life theme, your self and your not self. Mm. So when you're living the way that you're meant to be living, you feel satisfaction. Like that's your specific one. That's mainly for manifesting generators and um, generators as well is you go to bed at the end of the day and you feel satisfied yeah with what you've done other people's can be like success peace different ones depending on your energy type um and then your not self is frustration and I definitely feel this as well like if something's not going the way that I want it to or expect Mm -hmm. it to like it's definitely frustration that boils and yeah for other people it could be anger or it could be um bitterness like those are some of the other ones yeah from the other energy types but it is so interesting I didn't know we were going to go down this path today (laughs) but it's so fun um and yeah there's just like other other things like you know your strongest sense is touch so you work with your physical body a lot which makes sense sense as a coach yeah yeah and then um digestion is closed taste I'm not 100% sure what that one means because mine is actually hot food so um, I think closed taste is um, what it means is like you eat the same thing and you're fine with eating the same thing. Yep. Yeah, yep. pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Because um, mine was hot. And so that made sense for me because, you know, as I was going through this course, she was saying, you know, you don't necessarily do well with cold foods like salads. And I was like, yep, I don't I don't love salads. I've, yep. I've always tried to eat 
and like salads because you know they're quote-unquote healthy Healthy, that's the conditioning yep so now I'm just like okay sweet like warm veggies and like soups and things like that yeah are things that I actually enjoy so I eat according to my design and like I find my digestion is just is perfect yeah um you know my nutrition and my body is just kind of followed like it's easy now yeah to just maintain my body composition yeah um I was speaking to Jacinda yesterday and hers is very much um in a buzzing environment so she needs to be stimulated and again that's something that we're conditioned is like you need to be in a quiet environment, calm, in a, in a parasympathetic state when you're eating yep. to digest, which, yeah, is for most of us, and especially if you're stressed and you're in yep. a sympathetic state most of the day, it's probably best for you to. But because her natural state is actually quite calm, then she needs to actually be a little bit stimulated yeah, um, while she's eating. So it's like on the go, like standing up in the car, um, really? snack a little bit while you're making Yep. your dinner and your food and things like that just to stimulate the digestion a little bit more so it is yeah very very interesting um so if anyone is interested in that yeah and I think even like without the you know that the added layer of the human design kind of side of things it kind of is just a good reminder that we're all unique yeah. and that you know even when it comes to the eating style you know one size doesn't fit all and Mm. you know when you're talking about the whole we're conditioned that we have to eat salads and you know Mm. that's the healthiest way to do it Mm. I think the more it's interesting because when I first started I think when most people first start getting into fitness and health they think they have to go like all in and I see it with my clients all the time um know they start getting into fitness and they're like oh what protein powder should I take or like oh I'm I'm eating really really healthy I'm having salads every night Mm. and I'm like okay cool but like you could also just take it right back to basics and just eat how you you know like eating (laughs) Um, and just sort of simplify it and you don't have to be eating you know quote-unquote like health foods just because that's how it's Mm. marketed to you yeah um just eat what you enjoy and what works for you and your body. And at the end of the day, that's what's going to help you be the most consistent yeah. and consistency what is what is going to get people the results yeah. at the end of the day anyway. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, within reason, like if people are, you know, used to eating in a huge excess or yeah. eating sort of junk food for all of their meals, then mm. obviously that's, you know, work around educating people around nutrition. But I think it's good to sort of remind people that they can still include those things in a healthy diet Mm. um, and it doesn't have to be one or the other or just because you see, you know, a trend around um, teriyaki bowls or I don't know. I saw this one girl I follow on TikTok has gone down um, a fitness path and she went, she blew up after she posted this salad bowl and um was just talking about all of the you know healthy foods that she was eating but I'm like there's no protein in that bowl yeah (laughs) there's no real starchy carbs like if that was me eating it Mm. I'd be hungry again like half an hour later but then it's the same thing with oats for example is there was a massive trend around everyone having you know overnight oats for breakfast Mm. which is really yummy Mm. for me but I churned through carbs really quickly Mm -hmm. so I try and have the overnight oats and I'm hungry within an hour and a half so that kind of thing doesn't 
necessarily work for me mm. unless I add, you know, a protein powder and then yeah. that would then satiate me. So everyone is entirely different. Whereas some people, you know, might find that the, the heaviness of the oats mm. makes them feel full right up until lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just a good reminder that everybody is different and yeah. it's sort of learning to get in tune with yourself Mm. whether that's through a human design thing to just remind you oh I actually am my own person and I do things this way or with your star chart or with um talking to a personal trainer who gives you a custom training plan um as opposed to like a cookie cutter kind of workout guide um I think there's a lot to be said for customization and personalization when it comes to training and coaching and fitness yeah and like the body is so smart yeah the body is so intelligent and it will tell you but i think where we get caught up is we block out a lot of things due to conditioning and yeah yeah, like you, you said it perfectly like all these things are tools they're not gospel like don't take them for gospel but it is interesting to like look at that and be like wow actually i do that and it's okay that i do that yeah um and rather than like shaming certain parts of yourself because society says so or like you have to do things a certain way um but yeah the body is the body will tell you like if you take anything away from this you don't have to go and do your human design chart you can just listen to what your body is saying not necessarily your mind because we do listen to our mind a lot but the mind is Mm. only one part yeah the mind uh can you know we can get thoughts out of anywhere and like we can make up stories like our mind likes to make up stories so it's like tune in to like yourself which is not your mind it's not your ego it's not like these different parts of you but it's actually like what is your body telling you and it is so smart and it's you know it has again like that innate wisdom of like it knows right like if for example you're hungry like you're going to eat and then your leptin is going to be like okay I'm satiated now and then you stop eating yeah rather than like the conditioning of you have to eat everything on your plate you have to eat your whole dinner um because otherwise you won't get dessert kind of thing yeah or the other end of the spectrum of god forbid you you finish a whole plate of food because you're supposed to be in a deficit and like we're supposed to you know restrict if that's the way that you've been conditioned Mm. like it can go both ways um so yeah so 100% it's just learning to actually listen to the body cues and you know learn to differentiate between like the mind the emotion the gut Mm. um all of those different things and even um and then once you do know that then being able to communicate that with with other people like with your coach for example because I know with with me and my body when it comes to training if I go past a certain threshold of how many days or like a certain volume of training Mm. I always get sick Mm. always um and so and I know that point for me is maybe like is between four and five sessions a week whereas other people can tolerate six or or seven Mm. um but and then it's the same with carbs or the way that I eat if I try and myself oh, I'm going to go through like a deficit or and so I'm going to do this amount of cardio I'm going to train six days a week if I know that every other time I've tried to do that I get sick mm. then why am I trying to do it again just yeah. stick with what works and do the the four sessions a week consistently yeah. eat in a way that works for me mm. 
and then I'll get the results. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you, you didn't do any cardio in that second phase, no, did I you? Didn't. You just got <laughs> super la- super <laughs> lacked, super jacked, and super lean. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you're one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's another one. I don't know whether she's listening, but Bailey, like, in my first mentorship, she just, like, I just gave her more food, more carbs, more and more and more, and she would just get more jacked and more lean. And I was like, you're one of those yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah, everybody is different, like, 100%. And, you know, we do have those hunger signals, and, and listening to that is really important. And I know, like... Some people who may be overweight may, you know, just not necessarily listen to those cues or there could be something that's disrupting their hormones that's not giving them those signals as well. Um, so, yeah, again, like it's super important that, you know, to know that everybody is different and know that, you know, for example, maybe your client gets sick if they train too much or um, if you have like a super stressed client, for example, like you wouldn't be giving them five sessions a week because, that's just going to drive up their stress and their cortisol levels even more. And then that's going to have an effect on the body as well. It's going to have an effect on your hormones. Um, you know, they might not be seeing results because of these factors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think education as a coach and like if you can just take bits and pieces like as much as you can and absorb as much as you can, it's just going to make you uh, the best coach that you can possibly be. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's then learning to listen not only to yourself, but then, yeah, listen to your clients and what they're Mm. telling you that they want. Because, again, I remember you saying once that um, as coaches, we're obviously super into fitness and into our training. And so, and then also depending on schedules, like if you're doing a lot of online coaching and you're there for not moving around the gym a lot, maybe you then have more time to train. So Mm. some people train for like, two hours or an hour and a half or whatever and then we know that that works for ourselves or there's a certain style of training that works for us Mm. but then so then we try and give it to clients Mm. because like this will be really good you'll enjoy it too I promise Mm. and then they don't have the same amount of time to train in a day as we do Mm -hmm. maybe they don't care (laughs) um, about you know the same things that we do and so it's yeah learning to listen to them their schedule and then make a plan that's actually going to work for yeah. what they want within reason obviously because mm-hmm. I remember once I had um a client that was like I really don't like doing Bulgarian split squats and I'm like neither yeah, does n- anybody nobody does <laughs> <laughs> I'm like sorry <laughs> staying in there yeah maybe in like one phase I'll take them out for you so you get a little break yeah. but we're, we're gonna keep the Bulgarians because yeah. you'll thank me for them later. I well, promise. there's three ways you can do it. So you just switch up between the three, and it's like a exactly. different exercise just to like you know, exactly a little bit of a trick. Exactly. Trick um, but it's so funny because everyone says that in the mentorship as well because we go through a 12 week strength block and then we go through a 12 week hypertrophy block and there is definitely like a favorite between people and sometimes it's also very interesting because in that program I have turned powerlifters into bodybuilders and bodybuilders Mm -hmm. into more powerlifting style and they find that their body actually works better to a different style of training even though they've been doing a certain style of training most of their life because they think maybe that's the way to do it or that's how they started training and things like that so it is really cool uh, to kind of just see how different people respond to different training stimuli yeah 100% 100% no it's so it's so interesting, and as I said, it's just a good reminder that everybody is different and unique, 
Mm. And then whether it's, you know, in the style that you work as a personal trainer um, or the way that you train as a client, everybody is different and unique and you just have to work with what you've got, what you enjoy and then just own it. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. I wanted to go back to what we were talking about before when we were talking about like group programs and um, like connection Mm. because you have started like a group training program for teenagers yeah which is a really cool demographic and there actually is I think there's a girl in this current mentorship as well and I'm thinking like this is a very good demographic for her to work in Mm -hmm. as well as like with those um, those clients who are teenagers but then setting them up to have good habits mm-hmm. as they go into their fitness journey as well. So how have you found that? And and what, I guess, inspired you to put that together? Was that because <laughs> you were looking for you as yep. <laughs> a younger version of you and then you wanted to set that example for them? A hundred percent. Living in your design? Yep, a hundred percent. When I first started getting into uh, coaching, that was one of the first things that I wanted to do is I wanted to go into schools and offer like a hit program or something. Um, and it was because when my school didn't have anything like that. Um, and I started getting into fitness and into the gym uh, in year 11 um, when I just come back from like French exchange and I'd come back from eating like four croissants a day and just living my best French life. You were doing um, that in Europe as well. I was yeah, watching. I was doing that this time around as well, except it was more gelato as opposed to the croissants. Mm. I was having like my five a day where should be vegetables, but it was just like different flavors of gelato. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but I got into, I came back from exchange and I was craving moving, but I wasn't super sporty as a kid I did sort of like the classic sort of netball co-curricular kind of thing but then I got to a certain point where I was like I don't really enjoy doing this um but I wanted to move and so I joined the gym um and it's actually the gym that I'm working at that I work at now um which is a nice little full circle kind of moment but I I joined the gym and I didn't know how to do anything so I for two years literally I just ran on the treadmill for like 15 minutes and then went on the bike for 15 minutes. And then, you know, depending if I had any energy left or if I was feeling super, you know, spunky, I would maybe do like a little resistance band glute workout from YouTube or a 10 minute ab challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I eventually got into doing the HIIT classes um, probably after high school. I saw um, the HIIT instructor at the time and like little 16, 17 year old me saw this, um, I don't know, girl in her 20s out the front doing these HIIT classes and she was doing like, you know, 10 push-ups on her toes. And I was like, oh my God, I want to be like that when I'm older. I want to be that fit. Um, And then, yeah, eventually I ended up getting into doing the classes and then ended up instructing them. And it was literally that. I was like, I want to introduce these to high schools in particular girls schools um, or just teen girls in general for the girls that weren't interested in team sport and therefore took on this identity of oh, I guess I'm just like not a fit and sporty person mm. then because um, I think that's really easy to do when that's the only option I know that was definitely the case for me in high school I um, did 
PDHPE in year 11 and 12 and everyone thought that was really funny because I was like the least sporty person ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, even someone um, the other day that I went to primary school with, she does my classes now and she was saying that like she was talking to her mum about it and she was like, no offense, but like Tara's the last person I thought would be doing that. Not in a mean way, but just because I didn't have any other option to go a different path. It was just sport or run. Um, Especially, I feel like that's that's the conditioning for young girls. Um, So I wanted to be able to give young girls another option. And then I know the way that it has transformed me and my life and my body and my strength and my confidence. And I think social media has helped a lot at introducing um, strength training and circuit training and weight training to young girls. Um, And it's shown them that it's an option, but it hasn't necessarily fully bridged the gap of teaching them how to do it or how to do it properly. Um, So I started running this teen girls, um, it's called Be Strong um, program and it ran for like 10 weeks and it was a group of 10 girls ranging from, I think they were 14 to 16 or 17. Um, And they, we sort of would do a 10 minute conversation at the start on a different topic, whether that was um, the importance of resistance training or like the difference between strength training and, and hit training or cardio, talking about food, um, talking about why we're different, like male to female, um, how our bodies differ. Because I think the other thing is a lot of the time people will get introduced to the gym from a brother or a dad or a boyfriend and they're just doing what they know and what works for them. But again, they don't necessarily understand that we have different biomechanics. So mm-hmm. teaching them that um, and then, yeah, introducing them to different movements. And it was so cool to see because at the start, they were so shy. <laughs> um, fair enough. Um, but then they had this particular membership where they could come for this group training once a week. And then if they wanted to, they could come in in their own time and just use the gym. And when they first started coming in in their own time, which credit to them for doing that, because I think some people would just come and do the class and then Mm. not do anything else for the rest of the week. But a select few of them would come, they would do the class and then once or twice a week, um, in addition to that, they would come and do their own thing and practice what they'd learned. And they started by coming and just sort of taking up a tiny little corner in the gym and practicing their movements. And by the end of the 10 weeks, they were like taking over the whole gym (laughs) upstairs, which was so cool that they, through that and through that program, they were getting more confident to take up space, to feel more comfortable doing the movement in front of other people, to wear different clothes when they're training as well. Um, And, you know, then obviously interacting with one another and then the way that they speak to me and the way they speak to each other in reception, just building that confidence in so many different ways Mm. and then to the extent that they're now also messaging me asking if I'm going to do another round um which is so cool that they actually enjoy they enjoy the workouts and they enjoy that type of training because none of them um had ever stepped foot in a gym before Mm. um so it's yeah really really cool to see that change in terms of confidence but also obviously with strength. Like I had one girl doing 50 kilo deadlifts by the end of it. I was wow. like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That is honestly like 
so cool like when you were speaking at the very start just saying like I used to run on the treadmill and like then I went and did a class like that was me like yeah I was like literally like run on the treadmill maybe I'd go on a few machines that I knew how to use and then like I started in the pump classes and then it was like (laughs) the pump classes got a little bit too light so then it was like Mm -hmm. time to hit the big weights and it's just so cool like the evolution but now we're like collapsing time for these girls right like yeah we're getting them uh, you know, actually just like learning the movements from the start. Cause I, I totally like when I first started squatting and things like that, you know, I'd learn it from like a pump class kind of thing yeah. where you go to 90 degrees and then I actually had to like relearn how to do a proper mm-hmm. like ass to crust kind of squat. Yeah. And then also like the different techniques for the different types of squats and things like that. So it's just cool to see the evolution of women in strength training, mm. I think is huge. And Penny like yeah was doing the same thing Penny was in Tara's mentorship group is like she just got these girls she's in New Zealand and she got these girls just from a Facebook group and created this Hera program where they just learnt how to move over eight weeks and you know education and everything around training nutrition and then it just evolved and I think She's run like, and this was only since the start of this year. Yeah. She's run like five programs now. Yeah. And then she's, she's running like continuity programs Mm -hmm. too. So it's just like the amount of impact that every single person listening to this as well, like you're listening to Tara, you're listening to these stories of these other girls. It's like, you can have such an impact on your clients' lives and on like the trajectory of like these people's lives. Yeah. Because they don't have to go through what we went through of like the running on the treadmill and like the cutting of the calories it's Mm -hmm. like let's just lift more eat more and let's be strong um and it's absolutely amazing and and it's also really cool i think just going back to the connection piece is like women do so well in environments where we can connect yeah and that's huge so like you know our little mentorship group that was just like the best just connection of like these amazing women and then you've gone and created that through your clients and Penny's gone and done that and all the other girls are doing that and it just creates like such an environment and and even within that program because we were speaking about it before like you know customization and individuality you can do that in a group setting yeah as well like you know you didn't do cardio but someone else who wanted to go in a deficit and and lose weight or whatever lose fat went into a deficit and did cardio kind of Mm -hmm. thing whereas like for you it was different we just made slight adjustments and you know in a program if someone can't I don't know do a Romanian deadlift for example you can swap that up for a low back extension or you you can just make slight adjustments to the programming for each person even in a group setting yeah and it's just knowing how to navigate that exactly yeah which you know I think online in some ways I think is a little bit easier because you've got a little bit more time and space to make those changes whereas sometimes in person like someone will show up to you one day and be like oh I twisted my ankle last week um like in the middle of the workout and I'm like oh okay (laughs) what's another alternative to do but I think yeah um the connection thing is huge and you know with whether it's working online uni online um or with social media, it's just, it is nice to actually just bring people together. And I think, as you said, as women, we 
we want and crave connection and also we want to be able to support each other and cheer each other on like it's fun um and it creates a really good atmosphere and I think from the teen program as well it's cool to instill those things early on because I think with the team sports that's a really great part of team sports is it it teaches you those skills to work together as a team and sort of to cheer each other on and support each other and so if you're not necessarily into the sport component of it then it's like well I guess I'm just doomed to be by myself and just like train by myself or you know be a swimmer or a runner or a solo sport person um whereas the group programs or the group style training or group classes is a really good way to sort of bridge those two things together um and I think it's a good way to teach people as well because obviously we've spent a lot of the time talking about how everybody is different um but I think when you bring each other into a group you can it's a good way to remind yourselves of that that everybody is different and that's okay and it's because I think sometimes when you're just like on your own journey yes you can discover what works for you and then you just sort of go down that path by bringing everyone into a group you get to see what other people are doing and exposes you to different body types and different ways of training and different ways of solving a problem and all of that kind of stuff it it makes a massive difference yeah totally and that's it's huge to be aware and emotionally intelligent as a coach to recognize that but as you're saying that I was like yes like yeah people are different but also we're very much the same yeah yeah like 100% and I think I think that that also helps with validation for example especially in our mentorship group like as we were navigating business and online business and like there are a lot of things that we have in common like you know we all have our struggles when it comes to online business and online training and maybe getting leads and Mm -hmm. um, getting clients and all that kind of stuff and navigating slow periods and like celebrating some people who had their biggest highest month and some people who are struggling and it's like all of the in between like it's just holding all of that and creating like emotional intelligence and creating um the ability to adapt to different and certain situations as well like it's it's just having that awareness yeah 100% and it's so true that like as much as you know we are all unique and have our own little things so much of it is the same like it can be the same but different like we can have different sort of individual circumstances but then you know the end result of the the feeling or the the this you know the situation is so similar and it's so validating to hear about what other people are going through because then you're like oh my god I'm actually not by myself and whether that's from a business perspective or whether that's from a fitness perspective or um, just a a mental and emotional perspective like I think it's just nice for someone in a group setting to just be like oh is anyone else feeling like this week is just a slog and then all of a sudden everybody else is like I thought that was just me (laughs) Um, or you know on the other end of the spectrum it you know if someone is having a lower week it's it makes such a difference everyone else being able to bring that person back up and you know relight that spark for them because I mean that's the whole thing with with teams um, is that you're able to like not necessarily the weakest link but like if someone is struggling you're able to bring that person 
up to to your level um, if they can't do it themselves. So, um, yeah, the group side of things makes a massive difference. And I think, like, that, like, in saying that, like, this is why our job never gets boring. And if you're, mm. if you're a coach listening to this and you're maybe losing motivation because you think, like, training one person is the same as training another person, like, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Because every person... Yeah, like we're saying, there's there's variety and there's difference and we're never going to know enough. Like, mm-hmm. you can always be learning and if there's something that you don't know, there's always avenues and paths to learn that. Like, my journey has gone from learning anatomy, like getting as much information, knowing as much as I can about anatomy and biomechanics and that was my focus a lot of the time, like through uni. Then it was like, nutrition Mm -hmm. and I was like I want to learn as much as I possibly can about nutrition and I'm still learning about nutrition we have a female specific nutrition course at the moment where um, I've hired a nutritionist to to run that course because like I don't know everything but I want to learn as much as I can about Mm -hmm. nutrition so that I can help my clients and not everyone's nutrition is going to be the same either and then it was like the nervous system yep learning about the nervous system and mindset and like how everybody is different again in in that regard and like navigating um you know different mindsets and and everyone's nervous system and and how they respond and noticing that in other people and noticing that in myself and and how to help clients with that and you know (laughs) there's like there's never going to be enough time in one lifetime to learn everything about like health and fitness in the human body but you know then it then it's business like how much can I learn about business and how much can I learn to expand myself um, and be able to hold the capacity for the clients that I have as well like navigating my own personal life and and my business life and how I can help more people and scale and, and create more impact that it's just like there's like lots of layers so you'll always be learning mm-hmm. in this profession whether it's someone who's listening who's like you know, a fitness enthusiast and they're thinking about getting into the industry or whether you're a, a coach and you feel like, you know, you want more and, and you feel like things are a little bit stagnant. Like there is always yeah. more yeah. that you can be doing. A hundred percent. There's there's so many different avenues that you can go down that you could just keep going. Um, but then I suppose it and circling back. coaches as well, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. It's like, you need to know all of them. Yeah. Right? Like you're like the first person that's going to be in contact with them. No, we're not like physios or nutritionists necessarily or psychologists, but it's like you can help in those areas and you can also like know when to refer if you need to. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. No, no, no. I couldn't agree more because I always um, – joke that like PT actually stands for like personal therapist because <laughs> um, half the time that's what it is it's you know talking about the um, the emotional side of things for the client because um, well, it's America, PT s- is physical therapy yeah <laughs> so you've got the whole personal training yeah physical therapist, personal exactly exactly and yeah there's so many different layers to what you do as a coach and as a personal trainer um, that yeah you you kind of do have to keep moving forward because otherwise like you're going to cap out with you know what you can do but then it's learning to also circling back to the very very start of this conversation is learning when to just like enjoy 
and absorb <laughs> and take that space to just soak it all in. Because, um, yes, you can be constantly learning and constantly going. But if you're so overstimulated by every single thing that you're doing, then it's going to go one ear and out the other and you won't actually have the time, the space to implement any of it either. So it's just learning to find that balance between being motivated to keep, you know, improving and the whole self-improvement thing, but also being, you know, content and present present enough to just be happy with where you're at in business, celebrate the wins when you, when you get them. Um, and, you know, celebrate the the journey of how far you've come from both an education perspective but also from a business perspective and then to just enjoy it as well because I think sometimes when we have the the lower periods in business um it's really easy to get super stressed out about it and be like oh but I was building so much momentum and now it's just stopped because you know the Instagram algorithm has gone way out of whack and all of a sudden you're getting no engagement and no views and so it's like oh well okay, um, what am I doing wrong? Da, 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 da. But then sometimes in those times, you just have to just ride the wave and just take a step back and be like, okay, cool. This is the slower part. I can just enjoy some more time <laughs> to myself. That is huge. Cause like there will be phases, like everything is transitory. Like mm-hmm. take time to integrate, like yes, learn, but take time to integrate as well. Cause like you haven't actually learned something unless you integrate it. And there will be phases of growth. And there will be phases of like integration and there will be phases of like, you know, more, maybe you do pack more education. Like I'm definitely in a very much like education going into my shell. Like I've created all this space where I'm like, okay, learn, learn, learn. Then it'll be like the integration and then there'll Mm -hmm. be the growth again. Um, And learning to navigate that. Like one thing, because it does come up a lot with coaches is like the slow times. Yeah. And it's like, but what else would you be doing Yeah. if you weren't doing this? There's no other thing that you would preferably be doing. So you're just going to keep doing what you're doing and not worry too much about the external and what's happening because like, you're still making an impact. You're still reaching people. Maybe it's not reflected in the results just yet, but refer that to business. Uh, sorry, not business, fitness as yeah. well. Like you train and eat well for three weeks four weeks you might not even see any changes yeah but those small changes are adding up over time and your your internal world is probably a lot healthier yeah from you doing that but that's not necessarily reflected externally yeah and it's like in those periods of low like what can you do to like become a better person yourself become a person who can navigate the busier times um, because that's your internal and then once the external reflects that or your external will reflect the work that you've done internally mm-hmm. over that time. Yeah, exactly. And just to, um, you know, as we said at the start, we're so used to just being go, go, go. And so often we're craving rest and recovery and quiet time are all like, oh my God. And then you get it and then you're like, oh my God, I'm so bored. It's, yeah, learning to actually be okay with the stillness and just chilling out for a bit and just enjoying the clients that you do have, enjoying the classes that you do teach and just focus in on, that, in, on those and then, you know, things, things will pick up again. They always 
do, especially with fitness, everything comes and goes in um, waves depending on, you know, what season it is or, you know, what's a popular trend or whatever. Um, So it will pick up, but, you know, enjoy the time that you've been asking for (laughs) for so long. And then going back to the start, like this, the whole podcast has just been done backwards because I'm going to introduce Tara now. <laughs> <laughs> so Tara McKenzie is one of my AWPT mentors. She's a personal trainer. Which gym do you work out of? I work out of Balmain Fitness and Gym 707, so in the Sydney's inner west. Awesome. And she's also an online coach. She runs teen training programs out of Balmain? Or out of uh, so gym 707. 707. Okay. Amazing. Um, so look her up on Instagram. Her handle is at hit underscore it dot fitness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always get mixed up with which one's the underscore and which one's the dot, but it's, yeah. yeah. Hit. I knew it was hit at fitness and I was like, but I don't know where your underscores are. Is it underscore first? But yeah, hit neither at fitness. do I. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, Tara, is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners with uh, before we finish up? I don't think so. I think, yeah, this was just a nice conversation. Mm. It just, <laughs> it went lots of different routes, but they're always the best ones, it I find. Did. We <laughs> covered a lot. And like when you were speaking, I was like, okay, like we're going to finish up from here. And then I was like, wait, no, this is what yeah. And then it just kept going and flowing. So thank yep. you so much for being on the podcast. It's My about pleasure. time. Yeah. Um, and yeah. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.